Ladies and gents, before you enjoy this podcast, I just wanted to let you know that I want to try and do something a bit different. Having done the recent live podcast event, the biggest feedback I got from people was, Hisham, I I really want to be able to participate more in the conversation. And I thought, why does this just have to be when there's a, a live event? So I want to try something. I'd love whoever's listening to this to get involved. And how we're going to do it is through Twitter. I used to use Twitter loads. I know recruiters use Twitter and how we're going to use Twitter is to um, enable you guys to contribute, participate and get involved. So if you listen to this podcast and you want me to answer any questions or share your thoughts or a particular question I asked and you said, Hisham, I wish you asked this or be great if you could ask this next time, just participate. So I'd love you to tweet whatever it is that you're thinking or listen to and think about when you listen to the podcast and just use the hashtag recruitment roller coaster um, and at me at Hisham Azuz or just simply tweet and use the hashtag recruitment roller coaster and participate, get involved and we can start um, more audience participation. So just wanted to jump on um, and say, look, let's give this a go. I'd love all of you to get more involved and have more of a say. Jump on Twitter, use the hashtag recruitment roller coaster or at me at Hisham Azuz with your thoughts. Enjoy the episode. This is the Recruitment Roller Coaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners globally. This podcast is now sponsored and supported by Hunted. Hunted is one of the best places on the internet for recruitment content. Of course, one of the reasons why I decided to partner with them is crucially, we share a common goal to help recruiters get better at their jobs. Hunted write about everything you can need in your career, from productivity hacks to helping your time management to TED Talks and reading lists. They offer in-depth insights into worldwide destinations and of course, there's everyone's favorite recruitment wolf, Mr. Ed Hunter who's not quite as scary in real life, but that is a story for another time. If you haven't yet checked out Hunted's content, you will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm uh, in Manchester. I'm with Jake Whitby, uh, who's a senior consultant at Oakwell Hampton. So I'm in uh, their offices uh, recording the podcast today. And um, look, great to finally meet you, mate. Yeah, thanks very much for... Speaking on LinkedIn and stuff, haven't we? So um, as you know, where I always like to start, how did uh, Jake from Manchester into the world of recruitment, mate. So, Talk to me. Yeah, well, thanks very much for coming down, nice. first of all. So it all started, I guess, after uni. Didn't really know what was happening. And then finished uni, 
What did you do at uni? I did international business. Okay. So always like business, technology. And then it was like, oh, hey, like this big world of sales is there. Mm. So spent a couple of months getting a job and then I was doing SaaS-based sales. Oh, really? Um, so like you got a, straight into that? Yeah, yeah, like a telematics company down uh-huh. in Reading. So moved down there for a oh, year. Oh, really? That was sick. Really? Yeah, I was like 21, flying all over the world, like selling software, meeting clients. Nice. That was pretty sweet. Like f- I remember... Um, fl- got flown to like LA in the first week of work. Really? For like the Neo, like Decent. new employee orientation. So anyway, did that for a year. Wanted to come back to Manchester. Reading was a bit of a shithole, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so came back to Manchester, did some interviews, and then I joined. Um, I, w- I always thought about being a financial advisor. So I okay. kind of did, a- did some interviews there. Then I got a job at a company called Think Money. Okay. Um, and then I got um, an interview and a job at a company called NetSource. Okay. Small little, about 20-man recruitment company ran by a guy called Nick Paul. Um, nice company. And it was it was more, it was an old, older workforce, let's say. The kind of, I was like young 21 and they're like, you know, 30, 40 type yeah. workforce. Really nice people. They had some big accounts that they were working um, stayed there about four or five months and just thought, you know, I wanted something. So you went into recruitment? Yeah, 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 yeah. So stayed there for four or five months. Um, thought there's just more. It was literally because they wanted to utilize my sales experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was first day, there's a computer, go and open Ooh, up go and open up some accounts. Yeah. So obviously, be- yeah, because of my sales experience, it was very much like, yeah, fine, I'll get on the phone, smash the phone. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, must, yeah, muster something up. Really? Yeah. We, so what, what was your perception of recruitment at that point? Had you like dealt with recruiters? Dealt with recruiters. Um, recruiters. Yeah, it was a guy a guy called Dale Wetterer from This Is Prime who now runs oh, yeah. his own little graduate recruitment company. He started okay. this year. He seems to be doing really well. And I re- looking back, he just used like all the tactics. All the classics. Yeah, all the tactics. So you on that Rolex, looking, mate. Looking back, I was just like, oh, you made me look like a chump. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he had me over there. But obviously, it got me into the world of recruitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So how long have you been in recruitment? It's about, I'm coming up to kind of like four and a half years now, I think. So like five years. Yeah, yeah. Getting there. Mad. Okay. Yeah. So... Okay, where I always like to touch on before you were, um, would talk about how where you went after that first yeah. experience, like how tough was that then? Like, so obviously it made sense that they'd try and utilize your sales experience, get this lad in Jake, he can mm-hmm. do sales, just get him making loads of BD calls. I feel how was that grim? I think it was, it wasn't too grim, okay, to be honest. I think because of my, from doing sales and just smashing the phones nine to five, the first wake up call was like on the first day, I was like, oh, I'm rocking at nine. And they're like, nah, nah, half eight. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, why well, was I never told this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why well, was I never told this before? Um, I'm working till six as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it wasn't grim. It was just like, it wasn't until I went to my next place that I really, Realized. yeah. And I think because. I did a couple of places. I did about like 20 grand in mm. like, I think five or six months, which is not setting the world on fire, but not with like no real training and just told to like go on and do with it, kind of get on and yeah, crack so it, on it, with it. That literally was the crack. Like. Yeah. But they, but they had, you, like, ne- they were nice nice people to be honest. Yeah, so fair enough. Keep in contact with Nick quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old MD. Okay. So, so then after that? After that. You then joined? Uh, joined a company called Energize. Okay. And then you was there for? I was there for... I think oh, around three years or okay. so, I think. So three years. Yeah. And then um, came back. Yeah. 
which we'll get on to, and then you joined Oakwell. Yeah, I joined Oakwell. And then you've now been here nearly a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, mate. So, um, all right. So, clearly had the biggest stint at Energize. Yeah. And was you always doing, what, you, you was always doing Perm, you said? Yeah, Perm for the four, three years I was there, Four, yeah. three years, okay. Yeah. And then was it the same market that you ended up in when you were doing the BD role, or was it a different market? How, how do you mean? The sector. So, sector yeah, I did .NET Birmingham. Okay. That was my little baby. .NET Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. How does that mean, mate? I was doing Microsoft development in Birmingham. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as in like, you wasn't in Birmingham? No, no, I was in Manchester in the offices. Okay. Went, down, went down there, you know, meet some clients. Birmingham's all right. I went there for the first time like the other week. It's not bad. It's, it's all I mean, right. It's the little business. It's not Manchester. Part. You just love Manchester, <laughs> didn't you? It's it Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. So look. Let, let's break down that that three year period. So, like, obviously, what what I'd I'd loved, what I'm looking forward to getting into is, um, obviously, during that time at Energize, you went to America, right? And yeah. How how many years was that in? That was like eighteen months in. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, like, one and a half year, one and a half years doing .NET Birmingham, one and a half years doing America. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, looking forward to to dive into that. But I guess before we get into this sort of American um, journey, mm. like. Obviously, that was your your solid stint. So I guess what went on at Energize in the first twelve months, and is that where you really sort of earned your stripes? And I guess so, yeah. Um, so we went there. The reason why I went um, Energize was because of the training. Really? Like I went from a place that didn't really have anything, and I wanted yeah, yeah. to be a recruiter. I kind of four months in, I like I like it. I wanted to really kind of hone my skills, and that's mm. what they did there. You know, for the first first kind of couple of months, you go through some you know good training. They won some awards for it, which is decent. Um, and then cracking on, but it w- wasn't easy. You know, we didn't yeah. build for like four or five months. Um, what after the training? Well, you gotta let some time like kick <laughs> no, in. Obviously. Well, fair enough. I didn't build for for four or five months, and then the first month we did build, we did four deals in the first month. So it is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but okay, that, no, that's interesting though. So I guess just a quick one on that because I think that's a really interesting point because a lot of people end up in recruitment, fall into it as mm-hmm. you hear all the time, and then. They obviously, yeah, chucked in the deep end. I definitely got chucked in the deep end. Yeah. Um, but again, I joined a, a small business. So, I mean, I did get put on some like a training course, but it was all right. It wasn't yeah. great. So I guess how, how looking back, how do you think that training, like where did you think it helped you the most? If I you think were to say, do you know what I mean? It's the process. The process, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it can be chaos, can't it? If you've like been shown no process. Yeah, I think something I want to kind of talk about in a bit, but you can teach anyone the process of recruitment mm. it's that it's getting, rocket science. yeah no it's getting on the phone though being able to talk to people if you yeah. can talk with people you can get taught the process mm. and that's what that's what they did they taught me the process and that's kind of what i'm always looking to improve i guess is, yeah, is your yeah, process yeah. As a, so, so yeah so they enabled you to go from jake get on the phones make stuff happen mm. to oh actually there's like a clear process where yeah. if i follow this so i have a real high chance of having more success or yeah. if I do more of this part of the process, it will give me a better chance and all that. It went from scattergun approach to yeah. this market, doing this market, knowing every company in your market, who mm. the, you know, the cliche movers and shakers are, mm. what the kind of skill is within Microsoft that all the companies look for. Mm. So it got to a point where, it got to a point after 18 months in, I was, the hottest thing in Birmingham was Angular. Okay. So like .NET developers with Angular, and I'd just headhunt .NET devs and I'd get them three or four interviews at three or four places. And made some cash. Yeah, exactly. So it went from putting up options on the board of companies to putting up options of the board of candidates. Mm. Um, because, it, and if you work with them exclusively, which you should always be pushing for, yeah. if, you're, you know, if you're decent in your market, 
Um, so they're only working with you, and because you, you know, get yourself known within the market, you, you know, you're the person to come to. How did you get to know your market? It was getting on the phones, really speaking Being to speaking to people. Did you do yeah. anything else to like help you have the best possible chance of understanding not, these people, what was going on in their world, and these really not not then because like three four years ago, like there wasn't this building your brand on LinkedIn yeah. back then. I don't think so. It was yeah, very much eight till seven because I'd always try and get in a bit earlier, stay a bit later to speak with candidates, mm. speaking to candidates, yeah. Mm. It's like two, That's how you really got two, to yeah, know Yeah, three, market. four hours on the phone every day, what are the trends are in the market, who's hiring, um, and spending a lot of time speaking to candidates and really finding out what, they're, what they want, mm. whether it's they're looking now or six months down the line. Yeah, and really understanding that. Yeah, exactly, because I think it's a lot easier when you can ring up a candidate that you've already spoken to and say, you told me you wanted X, Y, and Z. I've got it. I've just spoke to them. Are you interested? Well, I wasn't actually looking, but yeah, if you've got that, mm. it's, that's when, you know, recruitment, I guess, clicks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, so the first, so the first four months you didn't bill? Nope. Do you think about quitting? I did a bit, but I was getting jobs and interviews. Really? So, so, you, oh, so you was it, getting, it, yeah. there was something there to be like, now nah, I am. Yeah. So how, what was the type of environment around you? Was it like, Jake, keep doing what you're doing, yeah. pay off, you had Yeah, that. very supportive. That, that's key, isn't it? I, I think, think, I think there in any recruitment company within a, a couple of months, you can see if people are going to make it or not. Why? What, what, what do you think? What, that did, what stands out? That outreach. That, the activity? The activity. Yeah. If someone's doing activity, yeah. like I said, you can teach them the process. If they're not doing the activity, yeah, then they're, if, then if they're, they're reducing their chances it. of getting the opportunity exactly. to, yeah. But if they're not giving themselves enough opportunity. Exactly. Recruitment is a hard game as it is. Yeah. You know, it's a um, saturated industry. And if you're not doing the activity, then mm. it, I, I'd say it's not for you, to be honest. And then you did four deals in your fifth month. Yeah, man. To go to IB for after that, mate. We went to, where did we go that? We did go IB for that year. <laughs> yeah, we did. No, they took the, Classic. It, was the, it was the 10 year anniversary and they took everyone. Really? Took, yeah, they took like yes. 50 of us. It so was sick. Just you hit four deals, mate. Nah, nah, it was <laughs> sick. Oh, it was, that was a good trip. That's jokes. Okay, so what, what, so then after that, was it like you're building your confidence, things were clicking, oh. thing, it snowballed like? Uh, peaks and troughs, mate. Really? Yeah, like one month, to have a big month, two or three months blanking, have another big month. So it's mm. like Up and learning down. your craft and like how to get consistent. Mm. But yeah, peaks and troughs of recruitment. Yeah, like that year, that year. What did you do in that year? I did just shy of 100. Okay. Yeah, which opened up a brand new market. Yeah. I was quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did 24 in my first year, mate. Yeah, well, I wasn't there, opening there up you go. Look, at, look at you now, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, cool. Fair enough. So I guess just a quick one on that. So you said there about opening the, the, the new market, right? Yeah. How so? Let, let's talk a bit about that, just because obviously it was a process, as you said, in the first year, four months you didn't build, but and then by the end you had you had obviously a good result from mm. scratch. A lot of people ask me, mate, about how they can go about that or yeah. build the business development piece and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've spoken about activity and all these things, but I guess how how did you approach it? So first and foremost, I wanted to know every company hiring .NET developers in Birmingham. Mm. Over the space of the year. Did you just get given that patch? Yeah, they just said to me, we want you to open up .NET Birmingham. Okay, cool. We looked into it, a few companies there, go and make it happen kind of thing. Okay, cool. So you mapped out? Mapped out every company .NET. How do you do that? LinkedIn? LinkedIn, yeah. LinkedIn. Okay. Power of LinkedIn, really. Mm. Don't know what. So I mapped that out, then what? Uh, mapped it out and then got on the phone, spoke with candidates. It was like first couple of months speaking with as many candidates as possible. So you went on candidates first? Yeah. Whilst you're stripping CVs, you know, getting the data, 
ready. And then come BD, you know, you're already going to have a few candidates and then just bringing the company up and selling in their candidates. Is that how you, so you, yeah. So if I, if I'm listening right now, when I'm early on in building my market, double down on candidates. If you're, if you're ringing up a company and just say, hi, I'm, I'm Jake and can I recruit for you? They're going to just, oh, mate, you're gonna yeah, exactly. But if you ring them up and say, hi, I'm Jake, I know you're looking for X and I've got X and Y. Yeah, it's way more powerful. Exactly. It? And that, that was, that was kind of, yeah, the craft that I guess I yeah. owned that year. And, um, how was it challenging at first to like, cause I get, I'm assuming you, you knew fuck all about these people in terms of like their skill set and yeah i guess a bit i like technology so yeah. i actually like talking to candidates about technology about products how they're building them what are they doing to overcome challenges for their customers mm. so you, you've got a bit of a personal yeah exactly yeah okay. um so, so did, do you think that helps you then 100 percent, because you're ringing up you're ringing up candidates and you're not just you're asking them what trends they're looking in the market. What are they interested in? Ah, oh, I've not heard that before. And then go and speak to someone else about that. Yeah. It it just makes you stand out from the crowd, doesn't it? Because mm. um, I think, obviously, I can imagine, <clears throat> obviously, as we know, it's, uh, it's particularly tech. It's a very saturated market. Yeah. I think if I'm, I just feel like if I'm a recruiter, I'm in the tech market and I get hold of a dot summon whatever developer, mm. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I, could, I could definitely place this person as you've got this yeah. skill set and then it's like quite, it can be quite transactional because you know you've got to act quick far, and fast. Yeah. Like, you know like what I mean? It, in about, after about just over a year in, it got to a point where I knew that all the all the companies wanted .NET and Angular. So then I'll just go and headhunt .NET and Angular people. Do so these you type of people, yeah, but do these people in the tech market like to pick up the phone? No. no does, does anyone? <laughs> does anyone in so the like tech market? So when you're saying you're headhunting them, mate, what do you mean? Ah, oh, classic, call them at the desks. Really? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, not many of them like it, but call them at the desks, get the mobile number, speak to them after work. Really? Yeah, so it's always that. What, what's the spiel, though, mate? Because that's like, do you know what I mean? Some, I don't reckon people are willing to do that, some people. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't everyone calling them at the desk. It's, you know, call them at the desk and sending out loads of emails. The, the, what you want to do is, if you call them at the desk, you know, obviously apologise. They're going to get called at the desk. These people have happened to, you mm. know, get it before. Apologise and just get a time to speak with them in the evenings. But what did you say? Why, what, okay, Jake, mate, I'm at work. What, That's what, absolutely fine. But what's the, what's the goal for you to, why should I give you time after work? Do you know what I mean? How, yeah. do, you, how do you leverage it to be like, this is why you should speak to me after work? Um, your, how I'd always say it was, I'm keen to understand your career drivers. Okay. And then if I have an opportunity that would match up with your career drivers, would you be interested in that? Oh yeah, right, what's your mobile number? Yeah, I'll call okay, you at first. six o'clock. Yeah, so let, rather, seven. Than, rather than shoving a job down the Yeah, front. you never you never headhunting. If you're headhunting someone at work, which I don't do now, to be fair, this is a few no, years ago. The, the only reason why I'm, I'm pushing on it a bit is because, one, I never really did it. Mm. Two, um, I was with a, a business last night that have uh, just started to implement headhunting in their yeah. sort of sales activity. So they've decided that they're going to two hours a day, an hour hour um, slots. They're gonna, everyone's going to be headhunting. Yeah. Um, it now though because of LinkedIn it's you know you can class sending someone a message on LinkedIn yeah no you're right I guess it's it's resourcing to get them on the phone at a better time to speak so you yeah, speak yeah. to someone at work you call them on the mobile even at work because there's plenty of tools out there now to get someone's mobile numbers yeah this Lusher tool isn't it exactly what, what, are you mentioning, what are you mentioning that <laughs> <laughs> mate everyone uh, uses it mate it's not a secret not everyone, not everyone. mate, that is, know mate if you think that's a secret mate that's not a secret son um, <laughs> how did, I, I was having this conversation last night like oh, everyone must know about how it. like how 
That's saying people get pissed off when you're like, how have you got, how have you got yeah, my like, personal number? How, do, how have you got my personal number? What you're you you're a headhunter. I'm a headhunter. What do you say to that? I'm a headhunter. Head yeah. <laughs> if I can get no, your number, just think of the talent I can get you. Oh, <laughs> mate, that's bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, And you get that same reaction. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, fair enough. No, I just want to laugh. It's cheesy. Isn't yeah, it? no, no. You know what? I totally get what you're saying. It's like, look, you need to get opportunities to speak to people when they're a bit more, uh, have a bit more free time, open to discuss. And then, it, as you said, it's, well, look, I haven't got a job to shove down your throat, but are you? Are, what are your drivers? This is why it'd what, be helpful what, for me to understand because what are your what are your kind of three most important things about your career? Yeah. More time off, certain new skills you want to learn, mm. closer to home, working from home, yeah, and yeah. then you know you can build up a, a picture of what someone is looking for and might move for. Yeah. So in three six months time, you get a client that's offering that, yeah. you can ring them up. And be like, I've got this. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, oh, Jake. Yeah. Oh. So, that, so you really start to get good at that. Yeah, that was that was kind key. of yeah key for me really. Okay, and then and then and then that that then allowed you to then open up doors on clients because you then have people to spec out and yeah sell. exactly that you would you get the candidates, spec them out, and then build up relationships like that. And then you want to, you know, a year eighteen months of that people are coming to you then. Mm. It's, Is that what you found? Yeah, I've found that in the, the markets that I've built. Give it 18 months to two years. Mm. Or, yeah, a year to two years and things start coming to you. Mm. And that's when you're going to... I think a big part of that, though, is like... I mean, people aren't going to come to you if you're a shit recruiter, are they? No. Like, So I, how did you maintain... Like, Why do you think people came back to you? Besides obviously being a great headhunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> like know what? what? It's, again, a bit cheesy, but just being nice. Really? Like, being What friendly. does that mean, though, being nice? Like, so all of my... My, like, my best candidates I've placed and worked with, the clients, like I'd consider them friends now. Really? Yeah, have a laugh and a joke with them. Talk about the family life, what they did to get up to the weekend because mm. y you're speaking with people. Yeah. And people, you know, outside of work, they're going to have a life. So if you can just connect with them on a different level other than have you got a job for me or yeah, yeah. do you want a new job? And it, it's, I mean, it sounds so basic, but you'd be surprised how many people don't Exactly, have mate. Like you look on, you, like you see on LinkedIn, like... Like it's people bashing recruiters and mm. that if you're that type of person, yeah, it might get you a few quick wins, but you're not going to build up a sustainable market doing that because word gets about. Um, did that happen? Did, did you sort of, was this like quite instinctive though for you to approach it that way or is that just sort of uh, who you are or like? Did, yeah, I guess a bit who I am, to really? be honest. Always. But where did, what, did you start noticing that it really helped you? Do you know what I mean? Like, because I'm sure it got to a point where you was like intentionally making sure that you tried to connect with these people and build real relationships and stuff or... I noticed it just over my recruitment career. Really? Like the, the, my best clients I've, I've got on board have come from being like friends with a developer and they've like, they've basically championed you in to like mm. the hiring hiring manager. Mm. That's I think how you, like the best relationships I've built yeah, anyway. Yeah. So then... Um, and then eight months before you left America, where'd this American thing come from, mate? So I think the company just wanted to expand. So I was I was there, so joining November, I did a full full year, and then it was Q, the end of Q1 of the following year. So the end of Q1, I think, 2017, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and I just uh, had a bad accident, snapped my leg. In our, Snapped your leg? Yeah, yeah, badly. How? I raced motorbikes, well, I used to race motorbikes. Really? Yeah, yeah, and just... Race motorbikes? Yeah, that just... sounds extremely dangerous. Yeah, there you go, that's why I've got a lot. Oh, mate, yeah, so that that put me out for like a month. I was off work for a month. Really? To be, be fair, great. yeah, the, the company Energize looked after me. Yeah, that's class. Um, I remember 
coming back from the hospital, driving back from the hospital, I've been in hospital in for four days and close a deal on the drive back. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to make sure I got paid. Mm. So I used closing that deal to make sure I got my full pay because obviously like a year in, they don't have to. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you scratched your at their back, they'll scratch yours yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so... Um, and then it was after that and I noticed... I noticed my market because I was at my market for a month. Mm. I just noticed everything slowed down. And then they announced they're going to open America. Who, Energize? Yeah, yeah. And then they asked me. And I was a bit like, eh, nah. Not sure. Yeah. Then they asked me again. I was a bit like, mm, maybe. And then they asked me again. And I was just like, yeah, fuck it. May as yeah. well. Got nothing to lose. 20. So how, how did you approach it? So we started in about, we started in about June. And it was, it was hardcore for six months, like, so you was doing all of it in the UK I was first? Doing, yeah, from, American from hours. the UK, American hours. So he was working 12 to like half nine. How's that? You know what? At the first, at first I'd, I was a bit unsure, but then after a couple of months in, it was sweet, mate. Got used to it. Yeah, because you'd wake up, at, wake up at 10, go to the gym, go to work, and by the time you're finishing, all your mates are half caught in the pub. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Wasn't that and bad? And you don't have to worry about like, yeah. you know, you don't have to worry about getting home because you've got to be start, start work at seven and getting to office at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I hated it at first, but then it got pretty sweet. And um, you did that for six months solidly? Did that until, I did that for about four months. And, and what moved market, how did you identify the market? We just did, I just did what I do best, tech, tech New York. And because New York was closer to the UK because of the time, time difference. That's why you chose that. Yeah, yeah. But what, what was the market there? The same that you did in Birmingham? I started .NET, yeah. And then as time progressed, it got to kind of anything and everything, really. Anything and everything. Yeah, which is... That sounds interesting. Yeah, that sounds hard work. <laughs> not, not really kind okay, of how mate, to so do it. Let's break that down a bit then. So four, so you worked in Manchester yeah. four months solidly. Yeah. Build, trying to build up, obviously, a sort of American client yeah, yeah. recruitment desk before you went over. Yeah, yeah. I mean... How did you approach that? Obviously, yeah, like how the hell did you approach that? Because obviously America's a big place, right? So we started off doing New York.net. Yeah. There was a few of us doing it. One girl did digital marketing and my other mate, who were, we were all really good mates, which okay. helped it. Um, that so you was all quite good mates and all the intention, the plan was to go to America. Yeah, together. yeah. Okay, that's cool. And then, um, so we just, me and a guy who I actually work with now, yeah. we was... Um, we just worked together closely, helping each other open up accounts. I think I did .NET, he started with Java. Mm. Um, and then it just got to a point where we were just like, whatever we could, whatever was it again, we could get our hands focused? on. Like, what was the BD That strategy? was a bit more BD focused. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Um, I, I don't really know, to be honest. We just, just... We, we just wanted to pull some jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. we just pulled and some jobs, really. How, how was it? The Obviously... The Mancunian just calling up these American <laughs> yeah. businesses. Like, how'd that go down? All right, it's the same as any BD, isn't it? Like, yeah. you got you got to knock, knock on enough doors to to break but some like, down. Because obviously, I, got I told, obviously got told to you know politely go away yeah. several times. But but like, I, I'm always interested, like, because I think it'd be um, an easy assumption to make. Well, you like, just... oh, like, would they take? I don't know, like UK recruiter. I know it happens a lot now. UK to EU, blah blah blah. But how people, was it perceived? People always thought because I'm from Manchester, where I was Australian. <laughs> because you don't really? speak the Queen's English. Yeah, you don't speak like you know you do down south. <laughs> um, it's a bit more, I guess, you know, northern. Mm. So people didn't think you were from England. So when you say from England, you're like what? I thought. Yeah, yeah, always yeah. got mistaken for being Australian. How um, a lot of people say, and a lot of people have said that people um in America are, 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 are a lot more easier to get hold of, or when you do speak to them, are a lot more open so. to having a conversation. Well, I didn't think that when I was doing that at Birmingham, but now doing contracts London, yeah. 
Really? Like, yeah, you could, you could, they would give you the time of day, you'd get them on the phone, but then you just wouldn't hear from them for... Really? You just want to hear from them. Yeah. They just wanted to network. That, 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 that happened quite a lot in like my year, my, like my year there is you, you'd think you'd crack open a big account, had a, like a sick BD call with like the head of talent yeah. or CTO and just don't hear from them again. Really? And it's that something I've, you know, heard multiple times of different people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think but it's just because they're scared of saying you like, no. Really? They, they they very, yeah, they, they'd rather not speak to you than say, oh no, we're not going to work with you. And what, what, and then, um, any, what was your experience in like saying you was a recruiter? Because a lot of people say like the perception is totally different over there. Yeah, I think, well, when we went over in the market, it was, it was really, we didn't know much about it. So we really? just kind of got on the phones and then you realised, we realised straight away internal recruitment was just massive over there. Yeah. Going from .NET. Corporate but, recruiter. Yeah, corporate recruiter. Cool, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Going from doing my, my little small market in Birmingham where all I dealt with CTOs to having yeah. to deal with in, internal recruitment, it was... Not a challenge, but just a change. Different. Yeah, I guess a bit of a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Person, yeah, exactly. And you know, and then if you go behind the backs and go to a hiring manager, most Ooh. of them, yeah, they don't like it. And like coming back here, I realised that as well. Yeah. Um, so how what what how did you have to adapt to that then? What was some of the so things we that started? To... I started targeting kind of startups, Series A, B funded. So you could go starters. to the person and yeah. be like, right, okay, yeah, we will sign that off, the, or you the, can work. The, the places where I kind of did the did the deals with were companies that had funding, but it hadn't been announced. Okay. So you'd kind of just be in the right place at the right time. How did you identify those? Was you like reading relevant? Being kind of being all over kind of startup websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like built in LA. And then just straight up. Yeah, BD, yeah. Like, and then straight no up BD, in and, then da, da, da. and then it's like, you want to, when you're BDing, you don't, sometimes they're not going to have jobs, but you still want to speak to them. Yeah, get on Get on the radar. So it was more... Like after when we like actually went to America and we was based in LA and dealing with a lot of startups, it was just more getting my name out there mm. and knowing that when the time is right, I can go to Jake. Yeah. So when they got the investment, I was already in there with them. Yeah. yeah kind yeah. of thing. That makes that makes sense. But then, of, yeah. Did you have to? Did you do any deals before you went over? Yeah, I did one. <laughs> yeah, I did one, and I remember being at the race, the Chester races for like really? uh, an incentive. And uh, what like, you was an incentive and you hadn't build. Well, no, I did. I built from .NET Birmingham. <laughs> don't give me that. No, just like um, just like a quarterly thing they do. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, don't give me that. Nah, fair. Um, no, I'm joking, mate. So you did. And so we did. We did one in like within the first three months. So okay. I was just like massive big fee. American. Like, Here we go. American market. Yeah, I'm gonna it. be king. Be king of LA kind of thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> what what was the um what was the what was the typical deal value over there? Minimum twenty k. That's a joke. So if you're so mate, that is mental. So when so when terms are typically twenty to thirty five. Obviously, you, you know you can get thirty five percent. I remember when the first time we pitched thirty five percent, we got laughed at down the phone. Really, yeah, jokes. Um, but typically, yeah, my average terms are like twenty five percent, and minimum minimum salary for like mid to senior dev was hundred k. So like you're talking senior devs, like seven to ten years experience in LA and San Fran, like 150. And how does that compare to UK now? Like obviously in the market, like obviously you know. So, the good, what, so good, what's good, the what's the comparison? Well, a good senior dev, so a good senior front, well, a good React dev in London, is 70, 80 k. Okay. In in. So LA are higher, yeah. and then typical uh, typical terms that you'd agree. Standard, in UK. yeah, 25 percent. UK is fifteen to twenty, isn't it? Yeah. Mad. Mm, so. But that's that's a big reason with, why with that interested. though companies because it's a bigger decision 
you tend to... Is it a slow process? Yeah, they won't use recruiters for, like, junior candidates. Okay. They won't, and it's a much slower process. It was, like, six-week sales cycles. Really? Because it's... They want to make... They have to meet everyone in the business. At like some so, like, the members. interview... I've heard that quite a lot. Yeah. The interview process was really so that quite fir- that first deal I did, I remember, there was six stages. Shut up. Yeah. Six stages? Six stages. That's long. But you're chasing it, aren't you? You're doing everything you can to, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, sure, like, surely, like... They're getting the money's worth. True. That that's it, aren't they? But candidate experience, though, mate. Oh, top notch. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean, though? Candidate to do six stages. You just got to manage the candidate's expectations, yeah. though. If there's a, if there's a reason why there's another stage, you have to keep that candidate interested in the position. Yeah, of course. Explain to them why there's another stage, and if they want the role, they'll go for it. Yeah, no, no. If there's another yeah. stage and they won't do it, they're not going to be that interested. If you got them an offer, they might not even take it. Fair. So, um, completed America. Mm-hmm. You thought you'd go over there. Yeah, I thought I'd live the dream for a bit. Live the dream for a bit. So where did you move to? Went to Santa Monica, LA. Okay, and was it was it what was the visa process like? Was that difficult? Or? Um, it was at a time when the the American was just getting. So this was like two years ago. Mm. So it was the wanted. I've I've. It was easy to be honest. Easier. Yeah, yeah. So we just like applied, did some forms, and went down to the embassy for a meeting, mm. and they were just like, yeah. I've heard it's now it's a lot of difficult. A lot more difficult because. All the companies that have saturated the market in the UK in the past couple of years have set up offices in America. America Every yeah. company now that you see have opened up or got an office in America. Mad enough. Yeah. It's just the next step. You know, you did all of Asia, Australia, like Singapore, all that, and just yeah, yeah. next big steps, America. And you moved there on your own with your mates? Yeah, I moved there with um, the girl who was doing digital marketing, Lois, close friend of mine. Um, she's come back now as well. She does internal at that, AM. How, how much of a help was that? It was... Doing it with a mate? It was good because we had each other back, each other's backs, but we also lived together, so it was just like, say, if we both had a bad day, it was, yeah. you know, that must have helped so much, man. Yeah, having, to having go, can you ne- imagine going on your own? It would have been tougher, but because so in the, in the first year we did a deal before we went, and then I didn't bill for like eight nine months. When you got there, when I got there, so it was it was tough, man. Like, and where was you all the savings. Out of? How do you mean? Like, what was you, did you have an office and stuff? Yeah, like we that? had an office. Uh, so we was based in um, like a Regis. Then we moved to WeWork, yeah. but and um, we lived like five minute walk from the office, Decent. which was sick. And, like going home for lunch every day, just yeah. to chill out for a bit. But eight nine y- months, yeah, mate, it was tough. Like, so went there, made loads of mates and everything, rinsed my savings, and then obviously after a while, like all your mates are going on trips to like. San Fran, LA, like well, LA, yeah. like San Diego, Vegas, and it's just like, well, you can't, I can't go, I can't afford it. Um, it's not living the life, is it? No, it wasn't, and hence why I'm back home because like <laughs> it's just like. But what? what okay, let, why was it so tough? Because, like, men- mentally. Really. Yeah, because you can't, you can't, if you've not got money, you can't go out and, and party, can you? And but why don't you think you build? Eight nine months of like, do you know what I mean? What was oh, the mate, challenge there? I you... think it was probably like going after anything and everything. But like yeah. I said, like I said before, I was having like eight to ten interviews every month, pulling, so that's what pulling I mean, so four or five jobs. It was just like that's why it, that's why I, f- I think I carried on going because I was just like I know it's going to happen. Like I've been yeah, into yeah, before. Yeah. But like you was getting interviews. Yeah, getting interviews. What, what was what was what typically always ended up making those fall through? Was there a common thing or not really? Oh, there'd always be some bullshit reason. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always something. Um, like one before. Before I left, it was like everyone wanted it, wanted the guy, and then it was just like one of the board members was just like, no. Nah. Nah. 
Uh, what did you learn through that period, mate? Because that must one obviously definitely mentally tough in terms yeah. of you missing out. You moved there for like a better life. Put you like your whole life on hold, don't you? For like a couple mm. of years to go go try out this sample. I was t- single, twenty six. Yeah. Someone asked me to go set up an office in LA. Yeah, I mean, one, what's <laughs> the worst that can happen? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you could not build for eight nine months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. Like when I decided to come home, a couple of deals went in. So it was kind of like, uh, yeah, 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 but I'd yeah. like already, I was, I was going home, mate. <laughs> what did you learn though? What did you learn, do you think? More about yourself, myself. In what way? Like being to like, like being able to manage your own like mental stability, I guess. Talk to me. Because it's never nice not billing. It's never yeah. nice not blanking for a month. Mate, so imagine that. Mate, eight, nine months. That's, yeah, mate, that's exactly. a long time. Exactly. But that's the thing, like, proven biller, well, I thought it was, yeah. you know, opened up new markets, already billed before we went over to America. Had we, and don't get me wrong, like, we had a couple of offers that just didn't close or did close, and then they got offered by eBay 50K more, and yeah, they're yeah. going to they're gonna do that. Like, the big players over there would just counter-offer your... So how did you get better at managing your mental piece then? Reading. Kind of read a lot of books, started to, like, meditate and stuff really? like that. And it got, it got to a point where I'd go to the gym... But not to like when you're like early twenties, you go to the trim to like look good for like yeah, look good on the yeah, old Instagram, yeah, exactly, like. and like look good in the holiday when you go away with the boys for all the girls. But I'd be fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, that changes though, doesn't it? Yeah, but now it's just going to the gym for like my own mental health, like my yeah. own like release of endorphins. Like if I'm, if I'm having a shit day, and I go to the gym at lunch, I feel, like, such I feel so much better. And if I'm not going yeah, to the it's gym, all so linked, man. Yeah, exactly. And that was that year because. I thought work wasn't going so well. I had to find ways of getting your frustration. Yeah, and not become depressed, basically. Yeah, and yeah, that. So what, year, what sort of stuff would you read then? Out of interest, just like self-help books, like Tony Robbins. Yeah, like the growth mindset book, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. And you know, and well, how do you think that? Just because, mate. The reason why I'm I'm uh, digging here is just because. Um, Again, a real common thing is um, people ask me about sort of Hisham, how can, I'm having a shit patch, how like try and get people to talk about how they're cultivating more resilience and stuff like that. So you got, you've got to look after yourself. Mate, if you're 100%. like eating healthy, like going to the gym, like it does help, even for 20 minutes. Mate, 100%. I'm not one of them like boys that go to the gym for like two hours, 20 minutes, like 10 minute bike ride, like 10 sets, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. done and you're feeling great. Yeah, yeah. And like reading. And listening to podcasts, like listen past like eighteen months, couple of years, listen to a lot of bo- lot of podcasts. Yeah, there's so much good stuff. Out exactly, there. and it's just instead of like, there's obviously times when you listen to music, but just a lot of a lot of the things you hear of people resonates, mm. and then it's it's kind of saying to yourself, "Well, oh, that's not just me. Oh, everyone else has that problem, or oh, everyone else thinks like that." Mm. And it just helps you through the day, the day you know the the peaks and troughs of recruitment, isn't it? There's mm. a lot of a lot of peaks, but also a lot of troughs. How did med- meditation help you, mate? Um, Still meditate now or? Yeah, yeah. Meditate to get to sleep every night. Really? Yeah, definitely helps me. Nice. Yeah. What's the, how has that helped you? Um, If there's a lot of things on your mind, because sometimes if you go into bed and your mind's just racing, it's very hard to switch off, isn't it? Do you think, has it helped you in recruitment, do you think? Yeah. So, I'm very, I'm very much a recruiter. I, I can smash the phones all day, but obviously four or five years in, it can it can be it can get tough so yeah. you know if you on a monday morning or well you don't really smash phones on monday i don't anyway but like say thursday afternoon you're smashing the phones and it gets to four o'clock and you've not had a good you know conversation with a decision maker just go take go go for a wander for five minutes yeah, yeah. Go for a bit. that's what's really good about oakwell it's very autonomous so you can just like go for a walk go to the shops yeah. go have a 10 minute break outside it's like yeah no your I, thoughts and stuff um 
meditation definitely helped me in recruitment and ju- just helped me in, uh, and helps me in, in life. I've, I've definitely slacked over the, since I started my own business. Mm. That's definitely been a challenge of mine. But I definitely, in when I was in um, recruitment, I think for me, um, one of my challenges earlier on was like really, I was very prone to getting emotionally attached to like oh yeah, people. You've like, already spent the commission in your head, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, like so, it just enabled me to um, have that that tool in my pocket where I was able to take a step back. Mm. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what meditation can really help you with. Instead of like just diving straight into a situation or a response or whatever, you get better at sort of taking a moment to be like, well, let me just take a fucking breath here for a second yeah, you, on, and take a second before I react or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you kind of like train your mind to be able to handle bad situations. So yeah, you know, say if you've blanked for a month and you've got a deal and a deal goes down, mentally that can be <laughs> tough on you. Yeah. Whereas if you're like, you know, oh, you know what, Jake... Like always telling yourself, you know, you're a good recruiter. You've yeah, gone through yeah. this before. Perspective, isn't it? Yeah, you've gone through this before. You know, you're dealing with people. That, that we are dealing with people that can change their mind. It's not like we're selling a product. Yeah, exactly. That's X, Y, and Z. You know, they can easily change their mind. Mm. Um, or like you think your rock star candidate, you know, fucked up the interview because he said something stupid or something, and yeah. you've, like you said, already spent the commission. You can't let. After being in recruitment so long, you kind of teach yourself. Through like meditation and things like that, not to let it get to you as yeah, much. You can't get you can't get too high on your highs, and you can't like exactly. It's, it's trying to stay. Oh, you got to ride your highs though. Like, yeah, you yeah, got to ride your highs. Ride obviously, your yeah. Highs. But, but like, it's the lows. You can't get high on your own supply for me. Too much. Yeah, yeah. Too much. I, then, I think as I, as recruitment's got has been in it longer though. I, I like to see like the juniors more like when they do deals and stuff like that initial buzz like I remember doing them four deals in that first month mate it went off in that office (laughs) my team my team it was like there's five of us in the team and we were the top billing team that quarter so it was like this is my first proper quarter like in a recruitment office we were the top billing team like we thought we were big man then (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm sure we both blanked in Uh, three. (laughs) (laughs) well I was going to say just to um, wrap up the American experience yeah yeah so, um, I mean, oh, that, that well, yeah. Go what, on, what was you going to say? I was just going to say, like, the biggest thing for me when I was out there that helped me get the clients that we did end up billing yeah. with was like networking, mate. Okay. Going to networking events. Going to networking events. Yeah. Going to networking events. I went to as many as possible. What was you? What was this one like? The meetup app and yeah, like the Eventbrite. I think it yeah, is. Eventbrite, yeah. Yeah. There's loads in London, but there was in LA. There was a few there, and that's where. Yeah, the clients that we did bill into, I met from there. Nice. And I even met some of the clients we placed in there. Nice. And then... And what, what was the approach at these sort of events, just out of interest? Oh, I'd go up and speak to everyone. Really? Tell them what you do, what are they doing, what challenges they're facing, really? what do they want to achieve. Straight in there. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of times, I'd find myself a lot of like junior devs coming up to me and asking them. Because in America, to get a job in development you've got to be proven. They don't hire juniors to train up. Really? Yeah, they hire, They just hire senior devs. So like to become a dev, you've got to pr- be proven, work, get a work job in a startup, have a good GitHub, things like that. So I'd have a lot of junior devs coming back up. So you got, you got to give back to the community, even though we couldn't work with them, I'd still give them the time of day. So like become, you know, follow them on Instagram yeah, yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. to them and stuff like that. Cause you got to, you know, give back. I think, you know. Well, yeah, giving back, definitely getting a Jake Whitby follow on Instagram, mate. There you go. Um, <laughs> but no, but just like, Yes, in the back of your mind, it is just like, you know, if yeah. if a couple of years down the line, we're going to bill, maybe bill with you kind of thing. But, but it can't be your only mindset. No, it can't be your only mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like, 
it sounds a bit cheesy, but we're changing people's lives, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if, we, if think... we can give that advice to, yeah. to help someone change their lives and do what they want to do, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think, no, I think that's a good point that you said there because I think if I think early on, again, in my sort of recruitment career and you're being taken to these networking events and it's like, oh, how many business cards can I get? Mm. That isn't, no, but as in like, that yeah. isn't the way, for me, nah. that isn't, and then when I realise, well, actually, no, that is definitely not how you should approach it. Yeah. And the reason why, reason, the reason why, from my, in my opinion, experience is like, you end up putting too much pressure on yourself. Nah, the first, the first like hour, I, I, go and speak to as many people as I can. Like so just introduce that, Yeah. So in the next hour, you know who to have yeah, the, yeah, the good yeah. conversations with and who's going to, you know, who can you influence and the interesting people that are in your your kind of area because mm. at the networking events, it's probably 80% of the people, you know, irrelevant to what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. Mm. But you're still like, you know, having a chat with them and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. And then, and then would you, and then what was the approach after these events? Was it you were following up? Yeah. Staying in touch? Yeah. Like I said, it was never... We obviously want to see if they're hiring, but it's not every conversation like, yeah, yeah. are you hiring yet? Are you hiring yet? Are you hiring yet? Mm. It would be a case of, you know what they do. You know what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. Oh, you read this article. Oh, that's perfect for them. Oh, have you seen this? Yeah. Ah, oh, no. Ah, oh, open conversation. Oh, yeah, I have. What was your thoughts on it? Again, open yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just that, offering. That yeah, it's just offering more than just have you got any jobs, mm. haven't you? Have you ever hosted key. any events? I haven't yet personally, to be honest. That's that's that makes money um, for recruit for tech recruiters. But um, it's something we're we're working on. Mm, makes um, sense. We've had a big part of my kind of BD this year is is kind of finding out exactly what events are because you can put event on, but then like these CTOs that I'm kind of networking with are they going to go? Have they got the time of day to go to a networking event? Maybe. Mm. Mm. Yeah, when when you're speaking with them, have they actually? Mm. So you've got to make it relevant, like what are they interested in? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've got kind of a you know a, a spreadsheet, you know, a list now of kind of what all, all my network are interested in. Yeah, and good. it's just it's just putting it together. You, you got to bear in mind, kind of, when the time's right. Mm. To wrap up America, then, mate. Yeah. No, thanks for adding that. I think that, I think that's really useful for people. Um, and actually, just quickly on that, how did you make mates over there? So did you do anything? I thought all Americans were chumps, <laughs> like all the guys like our age, like American jocks, like the LA people, grade A chumps, to be you honest. You like them? They're just, English guys, just different viewpoints, yeah. <laughs> most of my, like most of my mates were over English recruiters. Really? I was quite lucky, like there's a, a company called Console, we called them like yeah, the Console yeah, Boys. Yeah, like nice group of guys and like, they could tell that like, me and like the lowest of a girl were just like, moving to this brand new country we were on our own there was yeah. only three of us in the office so it's not like we went and with proper sound yeah it wasn't like there was loads of us in the office where you, you find like the recruitment companies out there like they stay in the like the friendship circles yeah so we we met like multiple like recruitment company circles of oh, mates that's cool yeah so yeah but like everyone everyone is in the same position so everyone's yeah. everyone's friendly no i think that's a good point because i think yeah if you know if you're going to america or thinking about it like mm. definitely reach out to other recruiters yeah, that you know they're from the uk or whatever so no another, another one as well i can't remember can't remember the, no, the company name, but um, but uh, again, well, this group of guys that just like everyone knows what position. So what in. um, what should if I'm a recruit right now, I've got a mm. couple of years experience. Yeah, I'm getting absolutely peppered by Rex or yeah. my boss is saying, look, got, I think you should do America, blah blah blah. Mm. Just to to finalise that and wrap that up, mate. What what should that recruiter listening right now be thinking about? The, what should they seem like, to be considering there's about? Two ways, isn't it? If you're in a company 
and being that person that's setting it up for them, yeah. make sure you've got some clients before you go. Okay. So build it up before you go. Yeah, because you don't want to go and be like me and blank for six months. Yeah, I've yeah. no, so have no definitely commission build it up in. before you go. Yeah, definitely. And then what about, and then what other things should they be thinking if about? If you're, um, like I said, client base, pick a good location. Mm. You've got to be prepared. Like we went to LA, it was so expensive. Was it? Yes, take take some savings. It's a big move as well. Like, have you lived away before? Mm. Can you Can you cope? Are you... It's something bad, but are you good at just going making friends in a random yeah, place? Yeah, that's no, true. Um, and then if you're someone on the other side of it where you're getting a lot of recruiters pesting you, I would do your research in every company, mm. you know, and speak to some people there. Yeah. Um, I'd probably try and speak to people that have done it. Yeah. And so speak to people there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, messaging me if you guys want, if you're getting them chats. I'm yeah. always happy to kind of, you know, share the pros and cons. Mm. Um, look in the companies. One, one of my friends from here just went, like, went, like, last couple of months ago to New York because mm. he had an American bird. Mm. Um, like, look where you want to live as well. Yeah, actually try and get to spend some time out yeah. there a bit before maybe. Yeah, see if they'll fly you out there as well. Because mm. if a company's keen on you, you know, they, it's they're, in their ha interest. they're happy to invest 10K in you, in your visa and getting you out there to see the office if you're a decent biller because money's to be made out there. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd like to think that they'd spend, they'd pay for a six, yeah. seven, eight hundred Exactly. Pound flight to go and check it yeah. out and get make, a feel of the vibe. Make sure if you do go there, you know, make sure they kind of put you up for like two weeks a month in a hotel because you know finding a place is stressful. Yeah, especially when you just moved in a new place and might not have yeah, many friends. Brilliant. But most of the companies I feel out there now because it's been like two, three years, hasn't it? Everyone's mm. been on the, like the American journey. The setup, you know, you're not going to be their first person to go. So they, yeah, should, yeah, they yeah. should have, you know, you should look at to see how many people they've taken over there because then they'll have a, like a decent process and yeah. to make sure you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's some really good advice, mate. So um, back to uh, back home, back home in money, back to money. <laughs> Um, and uh, so been here for nearly a year yeah. now mm -hmm. um, and you're now a contract yeah. recruiter yeah Went back tech contract recruiter tech contract recruiter London bit different very different <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is what, um, what's been going on like how it's, have you found it's it it's been it's been back to square one building your market like I'm, I'm basically gone to back back to being kind of like a junior recruiter in a new market Man. you've got to go back to you know, back to the that, principles mate? Because I saw I saw big contract billers um, that contract make money. decent money, and the first few years are tough, but then it gets easier. And I was always just looking at them like, I'm better than you at this game. Yeah, yeah. Like my process is nailed on. I feel like I'm better with candidates and clients. So it's been hard because it's mostly BD. You know, I've gone from headhunting, which is all client, all candidate work, to mostly BD work. So what's been the biggest challenge so far? Biggest challenge is London is just probably like having conversations with these people. But actually getting hold of having them. Because you BD a company, 90% of them will have either don't use recruiters or have an internal team. So yeah. there's probably only 10% of companies that will talk to you. And out of them 10% companies, say if there's 10 of them, nine of them won't even hire contractors. So just like the, the amount of companies, and especially with the changes of like IR35 yeah. and Brexit, mate, it's, it's just tough finding the people. That's where you've got to have deeper meaningful conversations with you with your clients other than just have you got a job mm. that's where kind of being interested in tech comes in and having having your list of like 100 candidates and clients you can just have a chat with and see what's happening in the market because you know they're going to know pro what projects are happening they're going to know who's building an mvp and, and kind of ready to take out to market mm. so so how have you approached it then like what's been the process 
been the process again, starting like, from scratch yeah starting much. from scratch like actually from scratch starting from scratch yeah Man. we had a, we had a few key clients but yeah starting from scratch um a big a big thing for me is kind of a few things data you know being prepped you know you don't want to be spending 9 till 10:30 sorting your data out you know you need to be prepped for your you know like your core sessions what your core sessions are meant to talk to like, about nine, the, the like structure. I'm just talking like 9 to 12 in like 2 till 5 or 2 mm. to like half 5 what are you doing in those time in that time? Like being proactive and just like just having conversations with people, trying, trying to have yeah, conversations trying to get on the phone. Really? Yeah. Like you're messaging people, you're messaging people on LinkedIn. And like I said, like getting your data ready and then after a few months in the market speaking to candidates, speaking to clients, you become friends with people, like mm. I said. So I've got my list now of like hundred candidates, hundred clients, well more candidate more candidates to clients because there's a lot more contracts out there mm. than well contractors than contracts. So, and just getting your name out there, that's tough. But, you know, the first year in everyone's market, it's always tough. Yeah, it's tough. Unless you work and walking into a warm, mm. warm market. But we're just starting to, like, really see the fruits of our labor now. Really? Yeah, when the team, when I came in here, it was just another guy and the director. Now we're a team of four with another guy joining. Really? And we've went from, like, two runners out. We're, like, over, like, 25 now in the right. space of a year. So. And how do you think, and then how have you just, gra- how have you got better at, I guess it's just, I guess it's been a process, as you're saying, but anything to sort of just people one, listening in terms of the BD, do you know, I don't know. Yeah, one, one thing goes back to it and is, is kind of like reading. So I'm reading like startup books, like the Lean Startup, for example, and kind mm. of. And why are you doing that? I guess, A, for me to learn, but then to have better conversations yeah, with that's, people. Yeah, that's good. Because if, if I'm talking to a startup and I've noticed they've changed the product and you can go up to them and be like, oh, you've iterated the product there. I can see that. Why have you done that? Nice. That's such a better conversation. Yeah. You go, oh, have you got any contract roles, mate? Yeah, yeah, To the yeah. other hundred other recruiters calling them up. Yeah. Because even if you get them on the phone and half the time they tell you they don't have time, they're in a meeting. Mm. And um, it's saturated market tech recruitment, isn't it? Yeah, man. That's mad. It is. How, how have you dealt with, like, is it just all these you know people what? talking there's, about there's, stand be, there's bare recruiters out there, but how, how many of them are actually decent? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. How many of them are just going to be junior recruiters, joined a company, got told to do this, or how many of them are gone into a company, they've got loads of key accounts that they'll just work on? Mm. Which we'll get there. You know, we're only a year in. Mm. We'll get there. And um, fair enough, mate. I guess how, what what is this whole... IR35. So it's just piece, government changing. But like, how is it? Like, how is it? How do you see it in, uh, impacting from what you've? Oh, it's already so impacted, mate. In what way? So I'm when I go meet my candidates now and clients. Like, so I went to a meeting last week. Took all my took all my runners out, my contractors out for um for de- for uh, meal for yeah. lunch. At one point, everyone around the table asked me kind of what's happening with IR35. Really? So there's there's six people, well, five including the dev manager. So six every one of them at one point because because it can really shake up the market and there's a lot of uncertainty around it companies don't know what to do mm. so I'm and when does it come I'm to play? like April next, year. April next year so I'm just like cluing myself up and speaking to so there's it. an element of people don't know yeah people don't know but the, we, but that means then the decisions and the decision people don't know because really... there's not that inf- not much information out there but the information is there you just got to go find it and gain an understanding of it so then you can consult. You know, that's what we're con- all consultants, aren't we? Yeah. If I can consult with a CFO of how he's going to save money, how I could save him 20, 30 grand on a, on a project for six to 12 months, mm. he's going to give me that time of day, isn't he? Mm. 
Um, and especially all the big banks in the past week have said they're going to get rid of all the contractors. Really? So, yeah, like the next six months is going to be interesting, especially with Brexit in the contract market. Mad. So that's why you need to be... How are you preparing for that, bro? bit of a cliche but being different it's like yeah. having conversations yeah. other than just having got jobs you know being rememberable yeah. memorable yeah, yeah. No, me yeah memorable 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 yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair enough man. I think that's valid. instead of just ringing them up and asking if you got jobs like what are you offering mm. if you're just ringing up and asking for a job because these like I plan I plan to be doing contract London now for the next like four or five years really, before, really double down yeah, that. yeah exactly that's that's my plan so you know, I'm going to be dealing with these people for yeah. quite a while. I can imagine as well, being around like the uncertain stuff, the stuff ultimately you don't have control of. It's like, I just feel like it'd be a, a good thing to be positive about and, and view it from a, posit a positive way and see what the exactly. opportunities There's are. Exactly, there's challenges actually, in the market. Yeah. But if you see them challenges as opportunities, mm. then you're going to stand, you know, head and shoulders yeah. above the rest. I think that that's what the best recruiters will do, right? They'll, they'll look for the opportunities. They're not just going to let that sort of stuff paralyze them and uh, it's, it's taken a couple of weeks of thinking of how i'm going to do this you mm. know you look at you look at a challenge and then you, you reflect upon it and seeing you know how can i how can my how can kind of my clients use my services to get over this challenge yeah. more effectively and how can i add more value than the hundred other contract yeah, yeah, yeah. so what, what's been what's been the so I'm a perm recruit right now, thinking about contracts. My mate's contract biller is telling me all about all the money he's getting. Mm. What 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 do I need to know and fully understand? Now you're nearly a year in the game of being a. You're going to be chasing the jobs a lot more. Mm. You know you're going to be. Be comfortable it's, with it's BD. going from eighty percent sourcing to twenty percent BD, or even to hundred percent sourcing. You know you want to get to a position perm where you're not doing BD yeah, and yeah, yeah. roles are coming in. You basically become a resourcer for yourself going to the opposite end of the spectrum where, you know, 90% of your time is... So you've got to be comfortable with BD. Yeah, that, yeah you've got to. If you can't, if you... I'd say if you're good at BD, contracting is for you. Really? If you, there's, you know, everyone's different and everyone's got their own skills and abilities. But yeah, if you're more of a resourcer or if you don't like getting on the phones or don't like going to events and speaking with people, it's going to be tough. But, you know, if your company's got some key, key accounts, then yeah. Mm. Have you been going to events in London? Yeah. We're going for a few. There's a few. How's that been going? Really well. Yeah. Yeah, really well. There's a couple, couple of key ones we go to like every month. And has that helped you win on clients or? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then, and then people, yeah. some of, some of. So if you've got some big clients, they will probably hold events. Get yourself Can't to them. Get an invite. Yeah, there'll be people there that you don't know. In How'd the you get invited? Well, if you pally with the internal rec, which if you're delivering, you should be. Just yeah, yeah. kind of comes to this event. I can. I can see that add value to our company. It's like one of my clients always does like that HR is really big and they always put on like HR events and that's going to help our help mm. Oakwell Hampton. Fair enough. Mm. Um, if, you was, if you was to communicate to uh, Jake early on in your recruitment career, mm. what would you say? Knowing what you know now. It's a tough one. Just like keep at it, like the times when, like the troughs, for example. Yeah. When you're going two, three months, like not billing, just like keep at it. Because mm. like there'd be times where like, I remember once like looking at other jobs, mm. like looking at things away from recruitment. Is this for me? Kind of thing. That Had that probably conversation kind of every couple of months in, in my own head. Really? But then it's, you know, you just got to remember the good times. Mm. 
yeah, you got you got to remember like this this game's taking me taking me to LA and stuff like that. And mm. I don't think a company would have asked me to go to LA if you know you're not a half decent recruiter. Yeah, yeah. What what helps you keep at it? Do you think setting goals? Setting goals. Setting goals is massive, mate. Not like yearly goals, but like weekly, monthly goals. So really? at the start of this year, I really wanted to go to Brazil. Oh, no. Really, really wanted to go to Brazil, and it was like right. I need to get starting contracts. I need to get X amount of runners. So by this time. I will have. Oh, so you really broke it down. Really broke it down. Got you've got to, you've got to. And no, you they, won't. If you don't, then you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And those, them like weeks, gave me so much motiv. Them like weeks and a few months gave me so much motivation when I was starting up a market where you do need you need to be on the phones all day every day. You might not pull a job for like a month, two months, mm. because it's, it's just it's so difficult to find jobs. So you need that extra oomph to get up in the morning. Yeah. So if you're just waking up and like, oh, I've got to go, you know, got to go to the office, just smash out the phone, send loads of emails. Be Whereas if you're getting up plan. in the morning saying, right, I'm going to smash today because I'm going to Brazil in a couple of months, it's it's a lot it's a lot easier mentally to yeah. plan and prepare. And and like I said, you know, I've got goals for like two three years and things like that. Yeah. And I know, I guess from my experience, I know if I kind of keep at it and with the strategy that we're using in terms of bringing new clients on board and mm. and things like that, that we will get there and you kind of achieve those goals. No, I like that, mate. So have goals and those goals, make sure you really break down, know mm. what activity and things you need to be doing yeah. on a weekly, monthly basis that is going to help you get there. So goals and then nailing down your process. Nice. I think, like, like I said before, like anyone can be taught this process mm. in recruitment. I feel like every, like you could literally write a, like a book of what to do every single call, every single yeah. step of the way. And as you, you know, your first year, like even if you don't do big numbers, just hone that craft. Just master it. Yeah, just master it. You're basically going back to school. Mm. And there'll be, you know, most companies will have, you know, decent billers. They might even have a training partner or, you know, the directors, you know, hopefully you're in a company where your directors give you that time of day. Yeah. And luckily, every company I've been in, I've been, but you know, you hear some some stories. Yeah. So yeah, like goal setting and process. Yeah, And nice. if you nail that down, kind of all the peaks and troughs through recruitment, will take care of themselves if you kind of you know have th have those mm. okay mate as we finish then mate mm -hmm. what how do you how do you see this uh, whole recruitment world planning out mate from Me your personally perspective or? Yeah. just not just as in like yeah like everyone says recruitment's changing and oh yeah do you know what i mean like how, be my first word. How, do, how how do you see it changing in your perspective so i noticed when i went to america that internal was massive really? coming back I've noticed it massive I know a lot of my friends going internal um, someone told me this happened about 10-15 years ago though like the early noughties yeah. so I think it'll be a cycle it's you know companies realising they're spending a lot of money on recruitment and they could have a couple of internal people and save the money mm. that's all it is unfortunately though churn of not good recruiters will make them you know take up with a partner i want to get to a position where i can you can partner with these companies and take a, take away that aspect mm. of the headache and do it for you know my, i guess like retain recruitment yeah. you know you need to be offering your clients more than just oh you've got a job i'll fill it you need to kind of help yeah. them grow the business with their brand you need to like, offer real, yeah like real real solutions. like be a be a business partner yeah um and you see recruiters are gonna have to go more that way oh 100 yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be one of them, one of them kind of recruiters that just switches jobs every three six months, or an internal recruiter that just kind of 
sits there for three, six months and, you know, ruin the breakdown and the candidate kind of attraction to companies. Because I've worked with companies where you're working with internal recruiters and for some reason, through lack of training and things like that, um, the process is not nailed down and candidates then are just like, well, I interviewed two weeks ago and I've not heard back. Yeah. yeah. Like candidates Lose talk candidates talent. talk in the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, so right. it, um, I was um, resourcing a role the other week and I rang someone and I, he was like, oh, my friend told me. And I was just like, nah, I'm not going forward for it. Mm. It could have been a great fit. But because the process wasn't nailed down and it, it just, you know, it could affect companies. Yeah, of course. Totally get that. Mm. Before how, do you, how do you think it's changing then? I'll throw that one back at you. How do I think it's changing? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of what you said. I think, um, so I'm in a sort of this weird pocket of like speaking to people like you and then speak to other businesses. Mm. And I think definitely from, from what I'm seeing, it's businesses that are willing to take a risk and try and offer real solutions to real client problems. So if that's putting um, five Jake Whitby's on site for four days a week and offering a real talent solution where you then get involved in the talent strategy and yeah, the interview process and the candidate experience and actually really impact that as well as deliver the jobs. I think uh, that, that's exactly kind of, you know, the strategy I've been talking about with my directors, to be honest. Yeah, so there, there's, there's that going on. There, so there's this sort of whole embedded on-site solution where... Kind of similar, more yeah, or less the same, yeah, isn't it? So like it's, um, yeah, it's the same sort of thing, but it's, it's that. It's like um, you pay me X per month, you get a dedicated do you know how much some, Do you know how much some of the companies are charging out for that? Do I know how much? Yeah, yeah. It's going to vary, mate. I mean, you're looking at three, six months contracts. So I, I was speaking to some... Speaking some exact embedded model, one of the big players, ten grand a seat a month. Ten grand a seat. Ten grand for a seat. Yeah. What well, you I, think that's expensive? Expensive for someone that's not been in recruitment a while, and yeah, I guess it depends. Like if you're again. putting if someone's got six months experience at recruit in, a, in an agency, that like no offense, like it's not worked for some reason or another. Whether yeah, that's yeah, lack yeah. of training. No, you're right. I and think, I and think they're I've, charging ten grand out. Like yeah, it's mad. It's ridiculous. But again, you got you got a favor. Again, at the same time, like these people trying to solve real problems, it's all going to be a process how they really, mm. really deliver for their clients. But I think that 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 will be interesting how that plays out, how agencies will respond. At the same time, what what I will say on this point is that a lot of agent, a lot of people saying it's changing, blah blah blah. There's a lot of people not changing. Oh, you gotta be. We've got to. You gotta reiterate your products every now and then. You can't. But honestly, mate, like, there's a lot of people not doing not doing anything to change. Well, they're the people that just be by the wayside, won't they? I know, but it's you might not. You know, if you've got some massive key accounts where you're billing hundreds of thousands of pounds in, all you gotta do is look after your accounts, isn't it? But yeah. If you're yeah. a company like Oakwell, four years in the market. You you know you've got some a really good team and a really nice office in Manchester. You you do need to iterate and kind of go Mate, at times and you know create this market is very saturated and if you can kind of create your own little space and your own little offering yeah well there you go mate you've, you've fucking cracked it so it's exciting to see how that all plays out it is it's gonna be an ex I think the next Brexit when Brexit's all finished it's gonna be exciting when I have 35 is finished but I think next year we'll, we'll see I, I have my own thoughts will happen next year but I think once everything happens with Brexit calm down we'll be the UK I'll just go back to normal and it'll just be smashing it again mm. so um what are you excited about, mate? Before I ask the last question, what's going on in uh, your world that you want to shout about? Um, what, inside, outside recruitment? I don't Whatever you want, mate. Whatever you want to shout about. Just finishing, about. finishing the year off on, on, on a good note, really. Going like, Brazil? 
Uh, nah, not again. Uh, oh, you already been? Yeah, I went. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Goal setting. Goal yeah. setting. Yeah, I went to Sao Paulo and Rio uh, to see my girlfriend. Really? Yeah, that I met over in LA. Oh, wow, nice. Um, How was that? That was... Sao Paulo was all right. Rio was sick. Really? Yeah, I'd, def- I'd definitely be going back there. Why was it sick? It's just like... Like, just seeing, like, all the shanty towns, like, doing yeah. all the touristy spots, the beach, Copacabana Beach. Yeah. I'm yeah, down. going, like, to the Christ Redeemer statue and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, it was a really sick trip. And obviously, like like I said, like, goal setting. I wouldn't have been able to get there if I didn't set them goals and yeah. have that kind of drive to get up and get on with my work. Um, but, yeah, that's, she's she's going to be moving over here at the next year, so oh, I think that'll sold, be it. Sold getting Man- old, mate. Sold, getting old. Sold, sold her the Manchester dream. Oh, she loves it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, she likes London as well, which is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> fair um, enough, mate. Well, um, look, last question I always ask people, mate, is um, look, if you could communicate to every single recruit out there, they'd listen and take on your advice. Could be a phrase, a word, sentence. What? Peaks and troughs. Was that, what do you mean? Pe- like, there's a good times, but there's some good... There's some good times, but there's the bad times, and you know, as long as the good times outweigh the bad times, like that, that's you, you enjoy it, yeah. And like people in the like getting into the game, it is fun. Mm. Like if my first few years in recruitment, like when I was at Energize, it was it was great, it was sick, yeah. And now here, like it's weird because I'm getting a bit older and I'm seeing How kind are you? of I'm 27. <laughs> so I know I say I'm getting older, but that's, Mate, like, that's nothing in it. Come on, know, bro. You see, like here, like we hire juniors and train them up, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's good to see like them like always going out and like yeah, Thursday yeah, yeah, and Friday, yeah. whereas you don't I don't go out as much anymore. Yeah. Um, no, I know what you're saying. So like, have fun and like, if you can talk to people, and you're in a good a good like working environment they will teach you the process yeah. and like I said like have fun it nice. is it is it is fun Jake it's been a pleasure mate thanks very much Good buddy bro. yeah